Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. You are you. Is and it Monday? Yes, it's the 27th it's Monday, day right. of September. 20. That must be why I'm here. It's Monday. Yeah, it's you're back. back again. Yeah, you have to do another <laughs> four-day. Another killer week. Another six hours <laughs> down the tube. Another day closer I'll to never death. Six hours, I'll never get back in my life again. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the time that you spent spent at work in your career. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hours went by. You were a hard worker, so you're one of those uh, people that just works for fun and doesn't do anything else but work and focus on work and work, work, work. Well, I've been retired for 12 years now. Right, and then came the grandchildren, so <laughs> right. they gave you a new focus. New work, a new difference. <laughs> a new Same diff- day, different job. All right. So, so how was your weekend? Uh, I liked it perfectly good. good. Glad Let's to hear it. see. What, what did I do this weekend that might be sort of saleable? <laughs> but we have to sell everything uh, in the show? Well, you know, it <laughs> took, took a long nap. That doesn't qualify as that. Well, uh, it certainly it would, would indicate that you are refreshed and rested and ready to do battle today. I put car wax on my lovely bride's vehicle. So well, that was quite nice of you. Wash, wax the car. So that's maybe ready for winter. So that much is ready to go. I guess those are the highlights. Just did jobs and errands and ran around Stuff. and got junk done. So, yeah, I crossed off a couple of things on the list. But I didn't do some things I still have to do. Didn't wash the new truck. Arr, arr, arr. My wife made me get all my winter clothes out and see if they fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you lost weight. You're down to, what, 175? Yep, in that neck of the woods. Okay. So, super. Well, good for you. Yeah, you look great. You didn't look homeless or with baggy clothes or anything like that? Well, they're not completely baggy. I didn't lose 100 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, let's see. Um, so, yeah. So, you did that over the weekend. and yeah, did that you was s- a lot of fun. Did you see your grandchildren? <laughs> no, not over the weekend. Okay. So, you didn't get to see they them. They had other plans. They were doing good, fun stuff, I guess, with the family. Good sponge stuff? Fun stuff. Oh, okay. As opposed to coming to their grandparents, who probably drive them crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I imagine you do. Must have been interesting for Michael to grow up, but you were there a lot for yes, Michael. I I'm was. assuming. I so, think uh, Logan finds me to be an embarrassment some days. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. Can't say that, that I blame him. That's okay. Yeah, it's a pretty common in, in your uh, ilk. All right, my ilk. Yes. <laughs> you heard the show, right? <laughs> you know, somebody. Stand, said, uh, I ran into somebody in Sunbury who says, "Why do you guys keep talking about elk? Is that are you guys hunters or something?" <laughs> Like, they're not saying elk. No, that was Steve. He said, he said people of your ilk. Well, I, I, I said it the week before. Did you? Okay. In the same context. You're just used to hearing it from me. I guess so. But, yeah. Somehow from Steve it sounded more condescending. <laughs> but they said, are you guys going to broadcast from 
from Ilk County. <laughs> I was laughing. The All right. Ilk. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our, I slay me, I'll tell you. Uh, on the, Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. If you want to talk about all the national things that are going on, uh, basically the Haitian uh, migrant encampment vanished. But right. uh, let's see. Secretary Mahorkas. Mallorca. Mallorca, thank you, uh, said on Sunday that he estimated between ten and 20,000 of those individuals would end up as U.S. Did you see the uh, headline in the uh, no. New York Post this morning, the seven lies that Mallorca told with Chris oh. Wallace yesterday? <laughs> oh, good. You know, we're always counting lies in this show. We ought to count Mallorca's Okay, well, lies. yeah, that would be great. Well, yeah, let's do it, because uh, Chris basically had him for lunch yesterday. And whenever Chris would say, what's the number of individuals who will end up in the U.S. or are already in the U.S.? And Mallorca would would say, well, we think this is an important initiative. <laughs> and Chris Wallace would say, what's the number? And he would say, <laughs> some are vaccinated and some... <laughs> I thought the poor guy, he, I mean, he just wants to get off the I mean, the they really seat. threw him under the bus. But because, well, they're well, asking they ask him... tough questions. That's not abuse or anything. But he's lying. He's not telling the truth oh, about okay. what's well, going see, I on didn't ca- I, I wouldn't have been able to necessarily discern that which was a lie or not. But nonetheless, uh, it was obvious that he uh, was struggling in the hot seat. So, All right, so that uh, is, would be one topic, uh, this $3.5 trillion package. That's really $2.9 trillion. That's really $1.5 trillion. Nancy being... says it's going to be the week from hell in Washington. Okay, all right. So, And uh, she'll be one of the perpetrators, so that'll be... Uh, I think she's we'll a personal representative of Beelzebub. <laughs> Beelzebub. Beelzebub or whatever okay. his name. <laughs> okay, Bathsheba. Oh, no, he's a different character. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. If you want to weigh in on these topics, you can email us at onthemarkandwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236, as Stan often does. He always puts in the keyword OTM and keeps his messages. Now he's learned to keep them less than 150 characters, and sometimes he calls in, and he did today. So good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Uh... So when my orcas, Biden, and Harris's mouth are moving, we know they're lying. <laughs> they're that's, like, that's a simple thumb, a rule of thumb. If their mouths are moving, they're lying. So, I mean, my orcas, what do you say? Between ten and 15,000, 20,000? He said, I think it's, he said, I think it's about 10,000 or so, 12,000. It could be even higher, he said. Are in the U.S. or what? will end up in the U.S. Right. Oh, no, they're in the U.S., and... You know, and, and the other question, he was asked, were any of them tested for COVID? And his answer was, not to his knowledge. Well, well it's his job didn't have that knowledge. So I would say none of them were. Yet these are the same people that are harassing American citizens that if they don't get vaccinated, they will be fired from their jobs. Well, now, I, 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 you have selective hearing because he did say that the Homeland Security has a very aggressive vaccination and testing program. He didn't happen to know how many exactly in front of him, you know, what the number was. But there is a vaccination and testing program that's underway. And those individuals, especially those who will stay in the U.S. in any sort of a captivity or eventual or current release, will have it. But still, you know, the, really? the, the bottom line is they were talking about this I don't know if this is a lie or just a mischaracterization, is that this was actually a huge deportation movement, and several thousand have been deported. There's no argument about that. But the fact of the matter is between ten and 20,000 
either are in the U.S. or will stay. In, well, they already were in the U.S. if they're in Del Rio, but anyway, they're going to be able to stay in the U.S. So, and that's the, the disproportionately high number. And can you imagine that's how? Can you imagine how? Well, no, he says uh, his again his defense. I'm just repeating it. Is that there, if you use the asylum laws, you can stay in the U.S. while your asylum case is heard. Well, here's lie three that he told okay. yesterday that I think is interesting. He said, and this is a quote, we have enforcement guidelines in place that provide the individuals who are recent border crossers who do not show up for their hearings are enforcement priorities and will be removed. <laughs> Chris Wallace noted that 44% of those who apply for asylum fail to show up for their court hearing. Mayorkas said, no, this time will be different, but considering he can't even give an exact number of people released into the U.S., how can we possibly believe him? <laughs> like I said, his lips are moving, he's lying. So, <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. You know, the people all over here. You know, but he was asked this question by a reporter. Were they vaccinated? Were they checked for COVID? He said no. He didn't give no, you know, roundabout answer. He said no. All right? Right. So now, when Saki gets up in front of the press conference when she's talking, and Peter Ducey asks her, are they being vaccinated? And she goes on to this long word salad about their pro, you know, their procedures of testing and blah, 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 blah. She's lying, okay? They're not testing them. They're not checking them. They're just bringing them in, all right? So the American citizens are treated as second-class citizens, while the illegal gets away with everything. Well, they can't be vaccinating. They can't be vaccinating them because there has to be what four weeks between the shots, four to six weeks. Well, unless they give them the Johnson Johnson, right? Well, unless they give them Johnson and Johnson, well, that, even that, then that it's could two be. weeks till it takes effect fully. But in any event, and and Stan, you and I keep having immigration discussions on this show over the years. And if Mallorca says that uh, they're letting some of the individuals into the U.S. because of the asylum laws, is it not time to change the asylum laws? It's been time. It's been time to get that wall built completely from the Gulf of Mexico to the uh, Pacific Ocean. It's time to get it completed. And, and to stop throwing your border uh, guards under the bus for something that didn't happen. The photographer that took the picture of those guys on the horses said it didn't happen. But yet what you did- have the top three people, Biden, Harris, and Mayorkas, saying it didn't or going to happen it an investigation. Well, you think that's going to be an impartial investigation? Well, we all saw the... the uh, They the, weren't whipping them. Right, but the guy used his reins, the leather reins, to hit one of the guys. You're saying that no, didn't we happen? Did. Did you hear the photographer who took that picture said that it was deceptive and he did not hit anybody. So before you repeat that lie, that was a direct quote and an interview with the photographer who took well, the picture. It doesn't matter who's lying here, whether it's President Biden or the photographer. Oh, the fact of the matter is the man took his range, held it back behind his head, and then struck the guy on the back with the thing. No, he didn't. The no, photographer didn't. said he didn't. I saw him do it. Everybody's seen it. Well, it's the See, that's, that's, that's <laughs> propagating the lie. It's a video. It's Everybody the the can see it in it the world. It was the angle. The, the other angle. Oh, I Did see. you see okay. the guy reacted? The guy who supposedly was hit react? No. It's you can a, see it all you know, in the and, video. And the guy, he had one guy by the shirt collar, and, and that's the picture you see, where it looks like he might be swinging his reins at it. But from the rear angle, no, the reins not anywhere near him. He just got him by the shirt collar. Because that's the other thing. These people have come across 
the Rio Grande on that dam there into Del Rio. Okay, then they decide there's not enough food there and ice, so they go back into Mexico to get food and ice to bring back into this country. What is wrong with the border? So Mexico's sort of like a big 7-Eleven for them, huh? Exactly. That's what it seems like. And then did you see the mess under the bridge that they're in there with payloaders cleaning up after all these people were cleared out overnight? Well, they left into this country, COVID positive, to infect the American citizen. You talk about something that was politically motivated. That obviously, you know, everybody got on the on President Trump for walking across Lafayette Park to pose in front of a church with an upside down Bible. But this obviously was a photo op. Let's get let the president's looking bad with this horrible situation under this bridge. So let's clean it out and we'll send him somewhere, and no one will be able to track him down. And then this will be gone, and we won't have to deal with it. I think you guys would yeah. never be happy if he kept it there. You'd be you'd be pee. If he got rid of it, you'd be peeled all the way around, Mark. <laughs> all right, the wall right. needs to be built. This needs to be stopped. In my opinion, the wall needs to be built, and in front of that wall, between the U.S. the wall and the and the Mexican border, there needs to be a freaking minefield. Okay, oh, no, anybody that, that gets across that minefield, I'll welcome into the country. <laughs> Otherwise, oh well. All right. Oh, well, I'd we say you're stand. you're pretty tough. I, I'm afraid I can't <laughs> well, join you on that one. Time it we ends. welcome the immigrant. <laughs> yes, we welcome. You know, they're attacking the American citizens daily. You know, in this bill oh, that they're gosh, trying yes, to get it's, passed, it's, if you it's, have a, it's a class uh, of criminals, they're mostly somewhere rapists, somewhere you know. between give us your tired, your poor, and blowing them up at the border. There's got to be some <laughs> no, 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 some. No, no, no. They're mostly See, the rapists too. Right, and they're mostly rapists. We got you, Stan. All right, we got to go. Thank you so much, Stan. Stan did not say they were mostly rapists. No, he said they're attacking U.S. citizens, though. Well, in some cases they are. Well, I I'm, I'm, have no doubt U.S. citizens attack each other all the time. I doubt that there's a disproportional crime rate among illegal immigrants. But you can prove me wrong on that one, which I'm sure you will. All right, we thank everybody for who has listened and called so far. We are just at the very beginning, and now we invite you to call us, 1-800-795-9565. Maybe there's an important local issue you wish to discuss. Uh, send us a note, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number, Send us a note at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, is this right? Is that a current email? I think it's from the 21st. That oh, was okay. last Friday. Or no, well, that would be you moved Tuesday. the date. You're right. And oh, I, I do believe we read it. Did we? Okay, so we'll yes, get rid we of did. that. If you had an email that was sent in and we didn't read it, send it again, please. Or okay. if, you know, just wait and sooner or later we'll read it again just because we forget that we read it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. All right. One of our listeners says, on the subject of liars, President Trump added to his total list this weekend. January 6th, he says, was another one of the hoaxes. And he also said that he won Arizona. Did he say that, that he won Arizona? Apparently he made some comment that led you to believe that that's what he felt, even though they had this audit that showed convincingly that he didn't But it also win. showed that the final numbers weren't the exact numbers, so at least they did it, so now they have to well, figure out yeah, why they Every had time there's a various. count, there's a different set of numbers. The question is, does any of this overturn the election? And the answer is no. Well, no, but doesn't it bother you, though, that you keep recounting the votes and you come up with a different number? Yeah, it does. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like bookkeeping. You know, if I, if I uh, all the years I counted beans for a living in broadcasting, if the numbers didn't add up, you had to go back and find out <laughs> why they didn't add up until until they did add up. 
I remember I don't I'm not allowed to touch the money at my house anymore for understandable reasons since you actually know me but I used to balance my own checkpoint book and it would come off five dollars off so I'd rebalance it it would come off 250 I said I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead <laughs> so. well when we actually show you have more money than you, you oh, thought you did was... then you certainly should quit at that point that never happened I, but, you I, know, I would spend the overage <laughs> I think most people in bookkeeping would would agree that you know it's a precise amount I mean mm-hmm. you can't keep counting something and coming up with a different total. Obviously, something isn't counted or somebody has made a mistake. Okay. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We can talk about local issues if you wish. Well, we have this story that we promised we'd get to out of the uh, university in Pennsylvania, Point Park University. Have you remember that story? Uh, sure. A university in Pennsylvania told students that action could be taken against them if they do not respect their classmates' preferred pronouns. Point Park University, that's in Pittsburgh, their Office of Equity and Inclusion notified incoming students of its misgendering, pronoun misuse, and deadnaming policy. I'm not certain I understand what deadnaming is, do you? Uh, That's when an individual changes their name because uh, most cases it would be because they are transgender and they become, they go from Joe to perhaps Josephine, we'll say. That's deadnaming? And then if you, if I would continue to call you Joe, that's what deadnaming is when you call somebody by a name they no longer use. Well, that would also, I thought that fell under misgendering. But in any event, misgendering, pronoun misuse, and dead naming policy in an email first obtained by Campus Reform, it stated that any individual who has been informed of another person's gender identity, pronouns, or chosen name is expected to respect that individual. It says action could be taken if a complaint is filed regarding the policy. While the university, this is a quote, while the university recognizes the aspect of intent versus impact, we must recognize that regardless of the intent, if an individual is impacted in a harmful way, action could be taken if a complaint is filed. Uh, Fox News reached out to Point Park University for clarification on how the school planned to enforce the policy, but a spokesman declined to comment. Not everyone is on board with the policy. Logan Dubill, campus reform correspondent and a student at PPU, told the news outlet that the school's policies go against many students' belief systems, especially conservative students. So if I'm a conservative student and they go on, personally, I believe in the science. There are two sexes and two genders, male and female, Dubill said. The policies in question force me to go against my beliefs. The fact that I can be disciplined by failing to follow policies that violate my conscience is concerning. So if I believe that there is no misgendering, I believe that there is male and female, which mm-hmm. is what science shows. And that you can't change it. And that you can't change it. And I call somebody by what they actually are. How is that, how is that a, a policy that you can enforce? I guess because it's a private organization. The college is private. They can mandate. Well, they accept federal money, I'm sure. They, they all get federal money. They can mandate that you respect people. What do you? Is that what you find most onerous about this? Uh, you've never missed an opportunity to be disrespectful of some people. So, <laughs> Well, that's right. I look for opportunities every day. Right. But this is being forced to respect somebody. So that's what you most find abhorrent here is being forced to. Correct. Well, I would Not the say, fact that there is, you know, misgendering or there are individuals who are transgender. We're okay, glad to say. But if I, if but I being honestly forced to respect them bothers you. If I believe, as this Mr. Dubiel does, and apparently some of the students do, that I have a strong religious conviction that it's male and female, and that's it. 
you know, what about my right to practice that faith? Well, your religiosity is in no way threatened by somebody who's transgender. So let's suppose. But if I, I'm forced to deal with, in other words, if I choose in a in a free society, if I found those people wrong, I don't have to associate with them. But here we are in college, and I'm being told that because they are in this college, and because we believe that they, you know, deserve this kind of treatment. Therefore, I'm going to punish you if you fail to abide by it. That's, uh, I, that, I don't think that's the way this country was what founded. What religion encourages you to be disrespectful of people? It's not disrespectful. It's, it's a matter of whether it's or not the science is. If are, I change my name to uh, Marlene and transition to a girl, and yet you continue to call me a he and, and uh, Mark... In what way is that respectful of my transition or of my life or of me? And what religion encourages you to be disrespectful to people? Well, now that's an interesting question. I don't think any religion encourages you to be disrespectful, but that isn't the issue. The issue is whether or not well, you, you are what you Well, if I say I am a, I'm Superman, are you going to believe me? Can I post, post a law that says you have to address me as okay. Superman and uh, help me fly out of buildings or jump buildings in a single bound? You know, the, the fact that you call I call myself something doesn't make me that thing. Well, you're, you're, somebody could decline to use your proper name, Superman, which would be M-A-N-N, I'm assuming is how you're going to spell that last name. No, it's M-A-N. They, but you would still I have be a, big a S in my That's chest. what this is about. This isn't about your chosen name. This is about being respectful of people who are, you know, and many times going through what can be a difficult time. Do you, and this can, is an opportunity you, for you to help you threaten them. people if they fail? to be respectful? Isn't that disrespectful <laughs> in and of itself? Uh, the, you'll be respectful or you'll pay the price. So why don't... Okay, I got gotcha. you. So let's let's suppose you belong to the to the to the United Church of Jerkface, and you decide well, I that, heard of that, that church. everybody you they have see services weekly. that you're going you're gonna to refer to as a jerkface, should you be allowed to call them that? Because in your view, that's what you feel other people are. It's just another You've completely name. lost me. Well, with, I'm where, just saying. Where your head is here. So you're saying that you should be able to pick what, peop- what people are called, that you should be able to select that. No, I mean I don't. I don't think that there's any harm if you if you wish to uh, adhere to what the person is asking. I don't mm-hmm. think you, I would not deliberately insult somebody if they said to me, "My name is Zelda, and they're wearing combat boots and have a beard." Fine, so there's Zelda the mandate to me. that right. You. But when you come down to the fact that I have, I'm told that if I don't follow this, I'm going to be punished. Okay. Right. I can, I can appreciate what you're saying, but it is a private organization. No, it's a college. It's a university, Point Park University and in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And they're a public school. They receive funding from the public. Do Point you know Park. that to be true? Yeah. I have a, uh, my former news director at the radio station I was running before I came here was a graduate of Point Park. Well, that is probably why, since the U.S. government and state governments both encourage uh, gender uh, appropriateness among you know groups and individuals on campus. So that is probably okay. why they're mandating it, not an asterisk but, I mean, as to wh- why, why you should be But why do they get a carve out? To. Why do they get a carve out that I can't have. If I choose to be called Zloppo, hey, nobody and somebody that you won't can't call it. me that. You know, should you be punished? That's not a pronoun. Pronouns are he, she, it, theirs, their. You know, it still P-H-E-I-R. has to do with what I want to be called. Right. 
And, you know, so well, nobody's saying that we can't call you. What is it? Zalapo. Zalapo. Okay. Well, there's nobody that says they can do that if you're still a male. But if Zalapo is a female and you transition, you really become Zalapo, the female superhero, which is not that much of a stretch for you. Then you could encourage people to say to co- well, I don't, refer to you as she. I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's any religion that says you can't call somebody Hilda if that if they choose to be called that. Right. Okay. I, I don't see any harm in that. Gotcha. But to punish somebody for failing to do it, that's what strikes me that's, as being It's the t- mandate that bothers you. Well, I think the university mandates that you be inclusive and respectful of people on campus. I think they can do that. But you can simply not, you know, the easy way out of this, if you feel you have this religious exemption in your brain that you want to be <laughs> disrespectful to people, then you can say, um, I, I'm not going to use any of your proper names or uh, your pronouns. I just won't address you. I won't talk to you. Or I won't. Well, then the next thing would be, you know, campus has noticed that there are people refusing to speak to others on campus, and therefore we have a new policy yeah. that you will be respectful and you will say hello to everybody. Well, I guess in one, it, it, under that circumstances, I guess I kind of get what you're saying. Nobody likes more rules where you have to be respectful to people. But in this particular case, the university says, hey, we do what we can. Isn't respect earned? Right. We did not miss that Joseph is on the phone, so we'll ask him to call back or check back in. We want to get the full scope of his remarks coming up, plus yours, on Open Phones Monday on WKOK. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. we got another hour of open phones here, nearly open phones. Rob Center couldn't be fabulous, sir. He's our great producer. He's on the other side of the glass, so we appreciate his help and hard work. Mr. Joe McGranahan is back. He's got a lengthy resume, not the least of which has spent uh, his grandkids look at him from across the dinner table and say, Papa! <laughs> and he responds and takes good care of them, so we appreciate that. We have a fabulous sponsor and that would be the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. Two locations, 4th Street and Sunbury, which I haven't been down there in almost 48 hours, and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more at sunburymotors.com. Got uh, a family vehicle inspected there and uh, accidentally got to let it expire. But guess what? As soon as I went down there, they said, oh, my gosh, it expired. We'll squeeze you in. So Saturday morning, they inspected it pronto. And uh, we're very glad that they're very helpful at the Sunbury Motor Company, inhabited by humans who are sworn to help and just love to do so at the Sunbury Motor Company, whether it's the quick lane where I was on North 4th Street, or maybe you go to Routes 11 and 15 to talk to the great guys over there, Ernie and Austin, or moving the Kias, and they have a few new Kias. There's a few new cars that are coming out from time to time there. There's also a waiting list. A lot of folks ordering up cars for the future at the Sunbury Motor Company Kia dealership and on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where you can find the Ford, Hyundai, and Kias. 
So, or the Ford and the Hyundai. So, uh, please avail yourself of the greatest opportunity to save money. A volume dealer enables you to save money. SunburyMotors.com is a great place to start your search. Our toll-free line is now open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236, as one or at least two individuals have done, or at least one anyway. Maybe one and a half split the difference. Okay, so we do have to do news headlines, but we have Joseph is waiting. we got texts coming in, so let's do Joseph, and then we'll do the texts. Uh, Joseph, uh, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Excuse me, general radio personnel. Uh, I want to be correct here. Uh, yeah, I'd like to chime in on what you were saying there about these pronouns and such. And you were talking about uh, no religion uh, uh, condemns someone or something. Uh, uh, how do you? I forget how. You uh, put no, it. no religion encourages Joe to be disrespectful of people. Right. right that's it. Right. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. But uh, the, there is a religion that encourages you to tell people the truth. That's found in the Bible, okay? And uh, he, he says in there, in the Bible, that a man should not lie with another man as he lies with a woman. Okay, but that's really uh, not that's, what we're talking no, about. That's what, not we're what we're talking, talking about, about is Point talking Park. About, we're talking we're about, ta- about being compelled to be... To be uh, and respectful, if you will, or were compelled to buy into someone else's personal choices. Right, and so Joe Joe McGranahan's pushback is against the requirement that you use specific uh, gender pronouns or be punished for it. Uh, right, and that yeah, the or else we don't know quite what the or else is. So is that your complaint also, Joseph the caller? That you, if you were on the Point Park College and you were a professor, or student, or staff member, you would be forced to call a transgender woman her. Is that your am I, complaint? Am I on? Yep, you are did now. you cut me off? Yep, I did no, cut we, you off. We no, we held you for a second, okay. so explain no, our... No, no, no. What I, the point I wanted to make, in which you didn't let me speak, is simply this. If someone wouldn't have told me that I was, uh, I was an adulterer, I love to take out married women when I was single because uh, you couldn't get no problems there except the husband caught you, but you didn't have to worry about pregnancies, okay? And so, but someone told me that that was a sin, and if I continued in that sin, I would go to hell. And so I was convicted of my sinful life, and I repented of it. And I thanked that person okay. that warned me. How does that relate so to Point Park? all I would do is showing respect to transgenders, to homosexuals, to lesbians, and I would warn them that our Heavenly Father will not accept them if, it, if they don't repent. But that isn't what it, we were talking about, Joseph. That. Joseph, that and isn't that's what... showing respect onto that person, is it not? Not really. That, the, the, why, the respect... Why, why? Now, let, let me answer. You're, you're, you're going on okay. and on about your faith, but that's not what we're talking about. If someone chooses to become something they are not, is it right for me to be punished for failing to follow along with their wishes? Well, that in is other words, not if I if I know all true. But well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I could. Okay, I'll just tell you what my opinion on that is. Uh, because if a man chooses to be a woman, I cannot go along with that by no no way at all. Because if I consent onto that, then I'm uh, actually giving credit onto that thing, and I can't do that. All right, so I cannot it, do that. I have to oppose right. that. But you don't uh, have to. You don't, you don't have to be nasty to the people. You don't have to no, tell. No, I don't have to be nasty, and I would not be nasty. But to what the is person. your obligation? I've dealt with many of these people, and I, I try to be as polite as I can. 
and, and to show them. Uh, my Heavenly Father says, okay. cry aloud, show my people their sin. Why? To embarrass them? No. But to, that they repent so and you turn feel, from their wicked ways. You feel that every okay. time you go down the street, if you see somebody you know is transgender, you have to stop them and tell them they're going to hell if they don't change? I don't go up like that. But I, if I can engage in a conversation with a person and they, they tell me that, I'll definitely, of course, tell them politely and very respectfully. All right. We got uh, you. To say, hey, if I catch you, Mark, uh, for instance, I'm in Walmart and I see you take something and put it in your pocket and walk out. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass you in front of everybody, but I'll walk out behind you and I'll tap you on the shoulder and I'll say, hey, Mark. I want you to take that back there. Well, that's a you false... You better take that back there. That's a false you example. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. You'll never see me in a Walmart, so that will never come well, to pass. Yeah, I'm just giving you an example here, I got okay? you. I, I understood. So All right. It's, it's showing a person respect. I have respect for their life, for their eternal life. Right. Well, and that's noteworthy. It's nothing. It's like a vapor. It's got, it's, I'm 80 years old, and I'm putting her out of here. Gotcha. But, uh, it will amount to nothing compared to eternity. And I'm glad someone uh, took me aside and said, Hey, Joseph, you're, you're screwing up here. You're going to go to hell if you continue living like this. <laughs> All right, you know we got I mean? you. Yeah. Why'd you believe them, jo- Joseph? If you were living that kind of life, what? why is it just somebody telling you that changed everything for you? How do you well, know they were telling you know they were telling you, what, you the truth? I didn't think that I was that bad a person. Mm-hmm. Now, I never killed anybody. Sure, I stole a little bit. I lied a little bit. I committed adultery a little bit. Well, that sounds like a pretty bad person to me. You know, it wasn't a sin like murder or something like that. You know, no felonies. But I don't. I did, what I didn't realize, uh, my heavenly Father says, if I hate somebody in my heart, I'm a murderer. Right, but you're, but you're not. You're not answering my question. What made you believe the person who came up to you and said, "Joseph, you're you're going to go to hell"? All right. Well, okay. What made I you believe them? I was convicted of sin because I didn't think well, it was a bad sin. I didn't think it was a sin. Right, but you're not answering I, my I question. I had no knowledge of sin. I was born a Lutheran. What? what raised what? a Lutheran. I was never taught that you, you you had to be born again, that you had to repent of your sins. I was never taught that. But that isn't answering my, my question. That my no, question. I was 30 years old. Well, he's not going to answer my and, question. I was right. riding to work we with a go. gentleman that was a born-again believer, and he started to witness to me. And then I started to go to his church and heard what the Bible said, and wow. Okay, we got you, Joseph. I was convicted that I was evil. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. Thank well, you so much for calling in. Not with my own in. eyes. Thank you, sir. Thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, 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 yep. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the call. Well, he, All right, was, so he was born a Lutheran. I guess he didn't like the meatloaf. Accurately presenting one sliver of the religious community who feels as though this is uh, so wrong that they couldn't use proper pronouns. But what's your view on this? One of our good listeners uh, says, first of all, individuals who are transgender do not choose to be transgender. Uh, uh, this is something who they are and who what they are becoming is who they really are. Another person says there's a big difference between choosing uh, a pronoun and being yourself. So... Uh but how do you to, determine? Oh, I see what it says. A big difference between choosing to sin and being yourself. All right. So All right thank who you, you for really that. are is an interesting, an interesting phrase because if you boil it down to the science, you're either male or female, right? Now, if you think someone well, made yeah, a mistake, if you, and if you, you're d- obsessed with genitalia, that's true. There's no argument there. But th- this has nothing to well, do. I don't as think we it's have obsession. About, isn't isn't that a rather defining characteristic? Uh, it is maybe if you're doing a birth certificate, but it has absolutely nothing to do with individuals. Uh, perceived gender identity as they become adults. Well, perceived gender identity. Right. That's what I feel. That's right. not what I am. It's what I feel. Okay. 
All right, you still don't get it. All right, well, to be continued. Well, I'm so happy you're woke. Well, I'm not woke, but I certainly know what I know. And you, you, you know, we've gone over this a thousand times, and you don't pick up any of it. But it's modern history, and this is not your speciality. So, all right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Joe feels quite strongly that the mandate that he use proper pronouns on the campus of Point Park University College is onerous and unfair. He 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 wishes. Action- could be taken. Right. Action would be taken. He'd be punished if he were part of the university community and declined to use someone's proper pronouns. What's your view on that? I think it's a great way to mandate respect where uh, certainly the individuals can earn respect, but all, right off the bat, it's an opportunity for you to show respect to, to individuals. Joe says that it's the rule that he's most upset about. Well, we, should we have a rule that people must respect the President of the United States? You cannot say <laughs> anything harmful against him because he is a one wonderful person, and whether he's Donald Trump or Joe I, Biden, I we cannot speak ill of him. big difference between our body... And there body, will be a punishment. I think there's a big difference between our body politic and our interpersonal relationships. Oh, Two different things. I don't think One so. is a branch of government, or, well, I, the, the, the We're man talking about respect. You say government. to me, I'm always looking for opportunities to disrespect people. Right, that's true. So the President of the United States is certainly somebody worthy of respect. Is he or she not? Well, he or she is a public person, and subsequently, as part of our nation. But don't you make yourself a public person if you compel me to address you in a certain way. Because of private conversation, how I address you would be between you and me. But if you start telling me I have to address you in a certain way, you've now become a public person. Right, yeah. You and Joseph are in the same school that this idea that individuals choose to be transgender and that subsequently I have to go along I don't care whether you choose it or whether it's it's something you're born with. I'm talking about how I have to, if I have a different view, how I have to interact with you. Should that be a matter of law or regulation, or should it just be an interpersonal relationship between two people? And if I don't respect you, why are you dealing with me? Right. Do you, should you be? Should you force me to deal with you properly? <laughs> I used to respect you, but it's slipping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on, people, work with us here. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Please call us on this topic. Uh, I certainly anticipated that we'd get some calls on this topic when Joe discovered it last week, and so. Uh, but so far, just one taker. But give us a buzz one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. If you think you should be forced to use proper pronouns on the campus of Point Park College, or anywhere else for that matter, or else, it's the or else that irritates Joe so much that there's a forced uh, use of proper pronouns there. All right, we do have the promised news headlines, then we'll take a break. Volunteer fire and rescue crews called out many times over the weekend. One time Sunday at Nottingham Village, a smoke condition developed in one of the buildings. The all clear sounded an hour later there. A house was heavily damaged by fire in Mount Carmel. No injuries reported there. And in Milton Saturday, the rescuers might have needed rescuing during a training exercise involving a Milton Fire Department boat. The boat capsized in some branches in the river and four Fire Department personnel ended up in the river. Uh, The Milton Fire Department says they were able to, quote, self-rescue, unquote, and uh, they used other volunteer fire companies to retrieve the boat from the Susquehanna River. I believe it made it almost all the way down to Sunbury and uh, all's well after that incident. More about those headlines at WKOK.com. Many people are expected to gather today for the first ever Pennsylvania March for Life in Harrisburg. We'll be right at the front steps of the Capitol, rallying for the protection of life from conception to natural death. Really just trying to come together and seeing really thousands across the state coming together to stand for life. 
That's uh, Dan Bartokowik. He's director of communications for the Pennsylvania Family Life Institute. Says now is particularly the timely opportunity for a rally because of the Mississippi abortion case that's in front of the U.S. Supreme Court that could overturn Roe v. Wade. An NBA star was in our valley over the weekend. Former NBA star Shaquille O'Neal performed at Bucknell University as DJ Diesel with his DJ company of DJs and light and sound and uh, what do they call it? The flame throwing and so on. Flame throwing? Yes. Uh, what's it called? That got great white in a lot of trouble. Pyrotech- yeah, they yes, got great white in trouble a few years ago at a club in Connecticut, as I recall. Okay, we have a Democrat in Harrisburg who is in trouble. Uh, WHTM-TV and the Philadelphia Inquirer reporting that State House Republican leadership you has... Said, oh, you said Democrat. I'm sorry. Uh, it is a Democrat. Okay. Well, I'll get to his name. State House Republican leadership responded to the arrest of Representative Kevin Doyle, a Democrat from Philadelphia, saying that Boyle should resign and focus on himself. Representative Boyle was arrested Friday on charges of harassment and violating a PFA against his wife, according to the Philadelphia <laughs> Inquirer. The Inquirer says Boyle will now be undergoing a mental health evaluation by order of the DA's office there. In a statement, the State House Republican leadership says the news is troubling and he should no longer hold public office. Of course, they love Representative Wheeland from up in Lycoming County, who's guilty of exactly the same things. Guilty of it? Yes, absolutely. He violated a PFA? Yes, definitely. And he's still there? Yes, he is. Well, but see, he's a Republican. This guy's a Democrat. And that's that's. And how did the Democrats feel about the Republican? I suppose they said, "Oh, let live, let's live." Uh, they want live the and process. Let live. Oh boy! No, no. I mean the the one in Lycoming well, County. Wait, 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 wait. House Democratic leadership uh, isn't mentioning resignation. Says the case should be borne out and heard before drawing any conclusions. Uh, Boyer's lawyer says he's not accused of any act of violence. Boyle was released on Saturday, so I guess he was in custody for a time for the PFA issue. Harassment is his main charge. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We have to take the promise to break. Mike, please stand by. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. On the topic of the Arizona recount, lower count, we talked about that, that the count was different, but Biden was still the same, although President Biden said that the, uh, the actually the outcome showed that he won, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> uh, and one of our texters says, if you recount the same fraudulent ballots, of course you'll get the same numbers. Recount $1,000 and 20% of it's counterfeit. The amount will still be the same, okay. but... All right. Good point. Okay. Uh, And upper right-hand corner. 
said recounting votes is futile. Legitimacy of the votes is what needs to be investigated. Most of our conversation today has been about Point Park College that has an or else statement at the conclusion of their policy commanding individuals to uh, respect other people's gender-appropriate pronouns, particularly if an individual's uh, transgender. You must on that campus, if you use a pronoun, use the person's preferred pronoun or else. Joe doesn't like the or else part. It doesn't mind using proper respectful names or pronouns, but he doesn't like the or else being commanded to be respectful. Mike, what's your view on this? Well, my view on this goes with just about everything else, I believe, about what the mainstream media and the Democrat left is doing in this society and culture right now. They're trying to control people's minds. They're manipulating narratives, and they're basically covering up for all the lies, deceit, and the destruction that the Democrat Party and the people that are controlling them are doing. So this is just one of those other distractions that has come along to, to, to keep our minds off of the fact that Joe Biden said he is going to be deporting the Haitians. And that was a lie because there's 13,000 of them now that have been relocated into the United States. So to me, it's just noise. It's just a, another nuisance thing. Because we all know, we all know that if, if you're a Mr. or you're a Mrs., that's what you're called. If you're not, then you're called whatever you want to be called. Now, the, the Democrats on TV that I'm watching lately on CNN and MSNBC, most of them are actually refusing to refer to President Trump, uh, you know, former President Trump as former President Trump or uh, Donald Trump. It's, they almost avoid saying his name as if, if they say it, it's, it's like a sin that they're saying his name. If you say and, you it know, three what, what times, he appears. And the last thing I want to tie in to my complaint about this distraction is in the summer of 2020, we had a wave of violence and destruction in large gatherings called protests that went against what the CDC and the, uh, the, they were recommending people do, no large gatherings. But not only was that violence justified then, it was almost glorified in a manner. And now fast forward to 2021, we're having a wave of destruction occurring in our public schools across the country. And I have to stop and think. Maybe we should have been talking about how wrong that violence was and how it wasn't in line with what Martin Luther King taught. And then maybe kids would not be uh, encouraged to commit destruction and violence in our schools today. So, yeah, to me, the pronoun thing is just another distraction that the distracting media is sending our way to well, get us distracted from the truth. Joe and I, are we uh, endeavor to make the show interesting and talk about issues that have popped up in our community. There's no widespread media coverage of this. I mean, there, I'm sure some media has covered it. If you've searched uh, uh, Point Park College controversy, uh, gender pronoun policy, I'm sure you'd find somebody's talking about it. But it's not in the mainstream media. It's not a huge issue. Joe found it, uh, would you say, near the top or among the Fox headlines one day? Actually, Actually, it, it was in the middle. Okay, it wasn't in the middle. So, or bottom. Uh, yeah, I, I think the fact that this is being brought up by the mainstream media to be a big point as part of the Democrats' lies is uh, sort of a false premise. But it, it, So all the way back around to this, because this is part of that Democratic uh, growth that you're uh, fearing or, or worried about or you know observing, 
if you were on the campus of Point Park College and were part of the university community, would you use an appropriate gender pronoun if you if you encountered somebody who was transgender? Well, first of all, how I'm, do a, we, I'm asking okay. Mike. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Well, yeah, that, I think I'm going to say what Joe was saying. When I when I look at a person, I, I'm not judging them based on how they look. It's it's pretty much what they know and how they handle themselves. And if they happen to want to tell me that they're a transgender. You know, first, I would have to say, well, what does that mean? Because I don't really know. And secondly, you know, just tell me what you want to be called. I go by many different names, and, and I, don't, I never correct anybody, you know, because I don't have a, a preferred name for me. It's, it's whatever people know me as okay, and, what, so you would, and what I respect. Well, you would be in compliance with the policy then because you would go by what people wish to be called. That's well, how very are we, respectful. How are we expected to know what someone wants to be called? Let's assume that the transgender person looks like what they want to be. Mm-hmm. And In other words, I can't imagine that if I felt I was a woman, I would deliberately dress as a man. Joe. Would I? People would tell you what, what? their pro- preferred pronouns are. No, come on. Why? Why would it ever come up? Well, if you're encountering somebody and you're in a position to use a pronoun for them. But unless I know that they're not what they say they are in terms of science, if you will, why would I even question it? Wow. Just so much to unpack well, Now, why there, would Joe? I question it? If, if you look like a woman and <laughs> I say, not asking, I'm not, nobody's Miss, demanding here, Miss, would you, would you answer this question for me, Miss? If you look like a woman and I see you and I say that, right. if I come up to you and say, sir, and you're dressed that way, then perhaps I'm being deliberate disrespectful. But how, how am I to know what you are People will Unless tell you. you tell they, they, and oh, if, so, in other words, a transgender person has an obligation to come up to me and say, "Excuse well, me, sir, an I'm transgender, and you will refer to me as blank, blank, and blank." But there's a lot of words being exchanged, a lot of friendships and conversations, and classes and things on campuses. So, you eventually you will find out. It's when you know what someone's proper pronouns are, and then you don't use them that Point Park is is concerned about. Mike, we'll let you weigh back on this. Go right ahead. Yeah, no, I I, I, I I agree with both of you. If we're not, I'm not expected to know if a, what a person's sexual preference or whatever all that stuff is. And and again, if there's a person in a uh, position of authority, you, you know, if you're in a in a line of command, you you follow that line of command, chain of command, or or at work, you know, if, if you're, you're talking to the higher ups, it's Mister or Mrs. or whatever they, you know, whatever's on their nameplate on the desk, for God's sakes. But the idea that I'm supposed to know whether someone, I mean, you watch, you look around at the Bloomsburg Fair, and there's a lot of people walking around, and it's questionable as to whether they're men, women, or in between, or just what. But that's no business of mine. Right. Well, that's true. This isn't about random strangers. This is when there is an encounter. You do have an opportunity to talk to somebody. And then because of the conversation or a name tag or maybe you've seen their email where they list their pronouns, uh, this is when you do know what their proper pronouns are. Is and Point Park says if you violate that, if you call, if you make up your own pronoun or you use maybe the one before they transitioned, that's disrespectful. That incites division, and that is forbidden on campus. Or you can be punished, right. not forbidden, but but the other point that they make doesn't rise to the level of harassment. I mean, we have laws that cover harassment and things like that. It is and harassment. if it becomes harassment, then you implement those laws. Right, it how is, is harassment. How, how is it harassment? If you know no, that I'm someone... Not, I'm not saying it's harassment, but, I mean, if, you, if you're... If a person... Let's say I'm, uh, I'm Mrs. Mike... Mrs. Michelle. They, I'm, my name is Michelle, and they want to call me Mikey or whatever, just to harass me, you know, and then... It, it, 
I, I could say that, hey, these people are going out of their way in public, uh, a, a public manner to harass me, to try to make me look bad or undermine me or whatever, and then you get the law involved, and they, the law decides whether that's harassment or not. Gotcha. All right. Well, on campus at Point Park, if you use the wrong gender pronouns deliberately, uh, that's harassment. Well, there been there been a Thank lot you, of Mike. A lot you. of discussion about this, and uh, I once served as a councilman in Chambersburg, and there's been a big debate there. Uh, Borough Council just passed one of these ordinances to guarantee LGBTQ plus people, uh, I guess, equal treatment in the community. And some people argued that it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. Some people argued that it was, and the vote was split. But they enacted the ordinance. You know, so does the ordinance say that you will refer, does it make it mandatory that not only do I afford these people protections, but am I also required as part of that protection to address them in the manner they prefer? Well, I think in a civil, uh, in a a conversational, you know, if you and I are just talking on the street, I don't think the city can enforce a law or something like that. But if you're, if it no, but I complain. I say uh, I want to file a civil complaint, a criminal complaint mm-hmm. against Mark Lawrence. He called me Miss, and I'm a Mister. Okay. Should that should that, should we go down that road? Well, I, I think it is a form of harassment if you deliberately use someone else's inappropriate pronoun. Uh, whether it would stem to the level of a civil court, I don't know. But, point but are part, you are you harassing me by requiring that I conform to what you want? <laughs> no, we're just giving you an opportunity, Joe, to be respectful, which, again... Are you not obligated in turn to be right. respectful to me and my beliefs? Right, absolutely. Well, yeah, no one is no one is discounting your beliefs. It's an opportunity on the, on the Point Park campus for you to use proper pronouns for people. That's all it is. It, it isn't really significantly deeper than that. Although we don't know what the punishment is, that's not part of the story. So, <laughs> Action uh, could be taken. Right, action. So... We'd I know. would expect the worst they could do is expel you. You and I have spent our lives avoiding action, so <laughs> that's a sound policy. All right, we'll take a quickie break. We are enjoying nearly open phones, so we'll pause. If you have something on your mind you'd like to share, like somebody does right at this moment, call us 1-800-795-9565. <laughs> Uh, yeah, big Cowboys game on our sister station, Eagle 107. And although I think most people around here are saying it's a big Eagles game tonight, I think it's a big Cowboys game. So uh, hopefully the best team wins with fair play and uh, good results and good outcomes. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Al has been waiting patiently to talk about Point Park College, commanding individuals to use proper pronouns or else. What's your view on this? I, I think you're just saying uh, respect people, you no know, matter what they think. And if you want to go ahead and and go ahead and be a, a jerk toward them once they, for whatever reason they want to tell you, hey, I'm a I'm a transgender now. I'm going to be a guy or I'm going to be a girl. And if you want to go against that and be ignorant to them and call them a guy again if they wanted to be a girl. Um, why don't we just do them the favor and and help them out in their lie and play along with their game? Because I could say it's a lie, but because I don't understand it. Uh, but I, I can see where that would be hurtful to be saying it's a lie. So just you know, if you don't have nothing nice to say, we'll just go along with them and and call them whatever they want to be called, just to be nice. That sounds condescending, Al. Uh, just to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well. And it's kind of condescending because I would think a place of higher 
learner in education uh, would would know the difference and and know how to handle it, whether than other than just putting out a. a a law like or a well, they'd have a hundred things going on on the campus that relate to in, in inclusion and diversity and accepting and and nurturing and making sure that everybody learns as much as they can about everybody else so they can be respectful and helpful. But you know, it's it's like theft. Yeah, you know, we encourage everybody not to steal, but you also have to have a law just in case, so you have something to enforce it. So they that's why they have the policy. But they do have a you know a wide range of ish, or uh, opportunities for people to learn more about this and to find out why this is an important but topic. The essence here, the fellow who, who complained, the fellow named Dubill, the fellow named Dubill who complained, said it was forcing him to go against his religious beliefs because he doesn't believe in transgenders. So if we are compelled to be respectful to the transgenders and their wishes, isn't there an equal obligation to be respectful to the wishes and concerns of somebody like Mr. Dubill? Well, I like Joseph's yeah, remark. Go ahead, Al. Well, where does it stop? Uh, you you confirm it in voice, and now he's some strapping buck that thinks he's a doe comes walking into a a locker room with a bunch of women, and it's very obvious that uh, he he's not the same sex. Well, that's very disrespectful. Honestly, I, I think these are people who uh, are... I don't think it's that blatant, in, do you? In, no, no. And, and honestly, I think that this is this is just a, 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 a sort of the subtleties, one of the growth areas in our society where we're going to have to learn to be uh, more informed on individuals who are transgender and, you know, maybe read a book on it. I know I read uh, the book... Um, but I can't remember the name. Oh, Becoming <laughs> Nicole, Becoming Nicole. And it was it was great primer for individuals that didn't know much about transgender. And I'd highly recommend that book to anybody or anybody other, other you know, any of the other good books that are out about this. But honestly, I think that this is an opportunity for us to learn more about other people. And, you, you know, one of our listeners used the example of the Bloomsburg Fair. Well, you're not being asked to point out and identify people who you see in the crowd, say, or oh, he, she, he, she. She, Z, or here, or what? You know, some of the other Zed. Uh, Don't forget Zed. Right. Some of the other gender pronouns that have uh, been um, promulgated. About. It's it's an opportunity for you to learn and to respect people if you wish to. And on the college campus, since they have private, it's sort of a sort of a private place. They have rules and they have an or else at the end of their policy. But flip that over and so, okay. say that this transgender person comes to me and says. I wish to be referred to as he, even though I appear to be a she. Mm -hmm. And I say to that person, well, forgive me, but my religious beliefs lead me to believe that you are either male or female, and you obviously are not the gender you say you are. So isn't this an impasse? In other words, I'm by, now I'm required by the policy of my college to treat you like you're right and I'm wrong. What but what your... about the other obligation, you know, my obligation to my faith, if you will, whether it's right or wrong? I'm not saying, I mean, you choose to worship a salt shaker, that's between you and the salt shaker. But <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who heard that in the gospel yesterday. <laughs> right, pillar of salt. But seriously, I mean, I think it's a two-way street. And to compel somebody to, to believe something that's against everything they've been taught, it's wrong either direction, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Al, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, there's a case in court right now where what I said about a guy walking in a girl's locker room 
Uh, he did it in front of their mothers and the daughters, and it's, it's in court right now. And uh, I just don't think it's right uh, to go that far. And if you, you give them an inch, they want a mile. That's all. That's right. Once you start to respect other people, the next thing you want to know, they'll want you to be friends with them. And like Joe just explained, in my eyes, I would be helping them live a lie. I'm sorry if that's hurtful, but that's that's what I... So the, the Catholic faith uh, doesn't allow individuals to be no, transgender? No. Yeah, we allow everybody in the church and love each other. But when a gay to a gay couple, they can be gay as long as they don't show that kind of affection. To What's other. that have to do with being transgender? Because you asked I don't what the know. Catholic Church it's permitted. Just, it's just all what I believe. I mean, I believe a woman's a woman and a man's a man, and that's the way it is. And you, you should be married and, and make a family and, and love God and your family and take care of each other. But it, when you start this down the road where it's not my belief, I'm just playing along. Right, you're just going along with it. I got you. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Al. Yep, All right, but there's but there's a difference. I mean, Is I think that homosexual we allow homosexual marriage in this country. I know quite a few homosexual committed couples. I have no problem with that. You know, mm-hmm. some people do. But that has nothing to do with. But transgender. it has nothing to do with transgender. That's that right. was where I was headed with that. That it doesn't have anything to do with transgenderism. Upper right hand corner, and we'll <laughs> take the last break. All right, let's think again about language. You are used to thinking in a gender specific manner because you speak English using he and she. However, some languages do not have gender specific pronouns. Instead, a single word carries the meaning of he or she. I wonder what a person who spoke a language that did not contain gender-specific pronouns would think of this discussion. Interesting question. But at some point, whether they have that or not, they need to be able to identify whether the person they're talking about is a man or a woman. Not necessarily. Now, let's... There's a wreck on the street, and the, the guy, get, the person driving the car, gets out and runs away. And so, when the police officer is checking with the witnesses to the accident, one of the things they're going to want to know is whether it was a man or a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good descriptor, absolutely. All right. So, well, how do you do that, that if you have no pronoun specific, no gender specific pronouns? Well, I think you could describe what you saw. The person appeared to be a woman, or was oh, a no, woman. You've just used a gender specific pronoun. Okay. What you would have to say. The well, person woman had isn't a pronoun. Long hair, appeared to have a bosom, um, you know, was dressed in, uh, in shorts. That would tend to indicate it was a woman, but you could be wrong. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, no argument there. And it's not disrespectful to but have a woman a, isn't a pronoun. To, to be able it's to gender noun. identify. <laughs> All right. 1 800 795 9565. Last minute callers on this. We'll have to get lined up right now. You can call us on this topic. 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the market at com, And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Bring the ball up. See the court, baby. See the court. Listen carefully. Do you know what that is? That's the sound of someone being there. The sound of someone caring about a kid. That's the sound of a mentor. This is Laura Bush. Help America's youth. Be a friend. Be a mentor. Just be there. To be a mentor, go to bigbrothersbigsisters.org. A public service message brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. What can you do with business phone from Penteladata? Make a conference call from the coffee shop. Or connect from the back nine. With unlimited phone services, 24-hour support, and mobile synergy, our cloud-based technology makes it easy to do business from anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. No more being stuck in the office. Which is great for everyone. I think. At cloud-based business phone service from Penn Teledata. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. He hosts Glove Stories and also is on the Phillies Network, Greg Murphy. It's been so much fun getting to reconnect with guys who I spent a lot of time with, Sarge and Jamie Moyer, and then other guys that, you know, I didn't spend as much time with. I mean, we've had some of the Marty Bystroms of the world, and we've had some of the older guys in that 80 team be a part of the podcast. So certainly kind of reliving their stories. The Steve Jones Show, 3 to 5 weekdays on News Radio 1070 WKOK. He's fabulouser than ever, Mr. Rob Sender. Joe McGrenahan is our great co-host, and I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. I have to apologize to Ken, despite my superlativeness. I was supposed to go to him first, then Al, and I took him backwards. So, sorry, Ken. Call back, and, uh, well, you have to do it tomorrow, probably. But uh, we'd love to hear your viewpoint on this important Point Park issue. Bob, you are on the mark. Thanks for waiting a short time. Please go right ahead. Yeah, uh, sorry, I'm walking through the radio area. Um, I'm just uh, talking about people need to mind their own business when it comes to transgenders or, you know, gay people or black or white, whatever. It's mind your own business. If they're not hurting you, leave them alone. But how you know, can, Bob, how can you mind your own business if someone makes it a requirement that you not mind your own business, that you address them in a certain way? Well, you have no choice if you're in a college. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, college? yeah. If you're in a community area or something like that, I mean, you're still, still supposed to respect them. I mean, you're not supposed to condemn anybody. Well, I don't think it's condemnation if if you say that uh, I'm I 
I don't want to address you as what you want to be called. No, it's That's correct. not well, condemning right. somebody. I, I understand uh, you should only be called by the name that you have legally obligated to you. Unless you change your name, then right. you... You know, change your name. Well, what if you are changing so your name? You're born as Bob. <laughs> your name is Bob, unless you change it. Right. No, or, no, or what if you, my real name is Robert, but my nickname is Bob, but people call me Bobby. <laughs> so, how do you you know differentiate? Which do you prefer? If you know, I I have a just don't call me late for dinner. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. But I have a I I have a person. <laughs> you can call me anything you want to. Just don't call me late for dinner. I have a person. I know her. Her name is Susan. And she doesn't want to ever be called Sue. She doesn't mind Susie, but she doesn't like Sue and prefers Susan. Okay. So, right. I mean, you know, and she she's told me this, so I call yeah. her what she prefers. So you to call her Sue though. anyway. No, I don't. Well, that's what you're arguing today is you should be able to call her Sue. No, uh, there's no you, penalty for it. She you, asked me, oh, and I acquiesced. True. She won't talk to you. Well, just tell him I'll remember eventually. <laughs> there you go. We are all still human. Yeah, that's the beauty in all of this. We are all still human. All right, Bob, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. The uh, last word I can say is, uh, hmm. <laughs> okay, well, we'll take it. Uh, I think you've summed it up know. beautifully, Bob. Have a good week. <laughs> All right, you thank you. Thanks. Joseph, you get another 60 seconds. Go right ahead. Dear gentlemen, uh, I'm sure you have a pretty good-sized listening audience, and I'm sure there's some transgenders out there listening to this program, okay? And I'd like them to call in and clarify a statement that I don't know which one of you made, that homosexuality has nothing to do with transgenderism. Because every uh, marriage that I ever saw or heard of in a gay community, as they call themselves, is one's a male and one's a female, right? They never address themselves as both males or both females. One always has to be of the masculine gender and one of the effeminate gender. Well, that doesn't still doesn't That's have anything to do with it. Doesn't make them that he will say that too. I don't know, but uh, if there are any uh, trans uh, trans gender people out there, I'd like them to call in and say that they're not uh, preferring one of the same sex as they are naturally, scientifically. Oh, I know, you know a lot of trans... Want to be a man wants to be a woman, but he wants another man instead of a woman, the opposite sex. Right. I, I, wonder. I, I know a number of transgender individuals who have uh, chosen uh, a significant other who is uh, the opposite of their original gender identity so they even in your viewpoint they would not be homosexual they would be considered heterosexual but one of them is transgender so all right we got you joseph good question i i agree with joseph that a uh, uh transgender individuals who's listening we would love to hear from you as we'd love to hear from everybody so in our audience his argument is that if a male becomes a female and they're transgender and then they marry or go consort with another male. That's homosexuality. But is it? Because if the male that was the transgender is now a female, isn't that a heterosexual couple? Well, I'm going to go by uh, Bob's good definition. It's none of your business. That's what it really is. <laughs> okay, so uh, Unless you compel me to deal with it in a certain way, it is none of my business. I forget who used to say it. Maybe uh, my... Uh, one of my in-laws used to say there's a pot for every lid. Or no, there's a lid, a lid for, for every, every pot. pot. <laughs> so I hope everybody in the world finds their lid. 
Well, that's a good way to think about it. Whether they're male or female or transgender or not or, or anything. The bottom line to me, though, is if I'm compelled to do something, yes, that makes I, no I understand sense. what you're saying. I, I get that. You know, and, and there must be some way to stay in compliance of this. And we haven't explored that much, but the, the, you could stay in compliance with this and still be respectful of the person. You know, if you don't agree that the whole science in this doesn't apply to you, but if it did, that the whole science of being transgender is but, bogus and against your religion, then you would have a different way. As I think Joseph tried to say, well, you'd have to, you know, address them in a respectful manner, but given the proper opportunity okay. or the right conversation, but did you, notice that these, you could address them in, in, you know, about the things that you feel are true. These universities all have their Office of Equity and Inclusion. But do they ever truly represent the people on the other side? Do they, they rep- ever yes, they ever represent absolutely. the people on the religious side who don't believe that they should be compelled yes, to refer? Yes, yes. Obviously have, not at Point Park they don't. Well, no, they do. And honestly, everybody's included in the offices that you're describing. That's the whole purpose is to make sure that everybody is respected, including people that I think for you, for lack of a better All right, well, term. Well, then how, could, how do you justify what? that? How do you, how do you equate that with the fact that there is no – that they are compelling people who religiously disagree with this edict that there could be action taken if they don't follow it. They're, the Office of Equity and Inclusion is not including or being equitable to the people who disagree. Well, the difference is is you're going to use an inappropriate pronoun for a, but in, in order to violate this policy. You'll use an inappropriate pronoun. It will be very, very easy for you to to respect this person and to not use the inappropriate pronoun. Like you, you came up with this example that your religion uh, prohibits you from recognizing transgender as being real. Okay, so that's fine. So when you are talking to and working with and maybe studying with somebody who's transgender and and uh, she says to you, my proper pronoun is she, but you seem to know that uh, maybe they were born a he, so you could say, uh, okay, Sue or Susie or Susie, whatever it is, just use their proper name all the time. And never I, use an improper I pronoun. I agree with you completely. If you'd said that to me, I would do it. Okay, I would do it. I don't care. But it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a requirement that gets me tossed out of school. Let's say I am a rude person. I mean, not just rude about this. I'm rude about other things. And you say to me, call me Hilda. And I say, no, I'm sorry. Your name's Harold. Okay. I'm going to call you Harold. Okay. All right. Now, that's disrespectful, I guarantee perhaps. You, there's no new Hildas out but, there. But, well, that's why I was using those. <laughs> but should that get me tossed out of college? Should that? Should there be punishment for that? The fact that I'm a yeah. bore and disrespectful. It, since when did that become a punishable offense? Well, I, I think it is harassment if you know that somebody's transgender, they've transitioned, and you continue to call a woman who's in front of you that looks like a woman, and her name is Sue, but not Susie, and you continue to call her a he. That's a finable offense in my view. I remember the old song, if you knew Susie like I know Susie. (laughs) Oh, 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 what a girl. (laughs) Tomorrow we'll come up with something different to talk about. All right, yes. uh, We would invite your suggestions, as we always say. Let us know what you'd like to talk about in the program, and we'll address it during open phones of On the Mark. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. 10 o'clock. Time for Dan Patrick.